Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com What up, everybody? Today, we're going to talk about cannabis license application templates. Do they work? What are they? How can you use application templates to get your cannabis license? We're going to be speaking with Juliana Whitney of Leaf Sheets, and she has some other businesses. And then, of course, Mickey's going to be joining us on another triumphant episode of Cannabis Legalization News, which, of course, the industry is for 21 plus only. Welcome, everybody. Hi. Templates. Yeah. (laughs) Talk about those. Leaf sheets, for example. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and and, and what you're doing? Myself and what I'm doing. I am Juliana Whitney, based in Vegas. I've been in the cannabis industry since 2015. I started when it was legal medicinally in Vegas. And I started at the front desk of a dispensary, started consulting 2016, have been working with investors in limited licensing states only, helping them get into the industry, set up their companies, expand their companies. And then after, you know, all the years, got my MBA, have had all these conversations with a lot of entrepreneurs who, you know, they'll shop around consultants and then realize that the price range is far beyond what they anticipated. Um, and that's really what brought us to develop belief sheets in addition to can strategy. And now I'm here with you guys and also sitting mm. in New York, which is a lot of fun. Right on. Yeah. I've not been able to make it to New York, but if I cross my fingers and, and hope a lot, uh, the Albany <laughs> office will be opening this week. And so I'm kind of stoked on that. But uh, I have wow. to make sure that the zip code that we have is the right zip code, because if we put the wrong zip code in there, those New Yorkers will see it and be like, ah, I don't want to deal with those people. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, so are you in the city or are you in upstate? I'm in the city. I'm actually barely in the city. So we're up in Washington Heights. Mm. And so it's like super north. But you're just there temporary. No, I'm really on business though, right? Or are you doing business as well? I'm doing business as well, but I didn't come. The primary reason I came is because my parents bought a place up here because they both just retired. They're going to do 50-50 and I'm a great daughter. Huh. So I came to help them set it up. <laughs> Where's the other 50? Because it's like, I, I'm trying to get out of Illinois for the winter because pff, you don't need it. Yes. But um, where's their 50? And I'm assuming that means they're snowbirding. Their 50 is in Vegas. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So so it just happened to be a great coincidence that you're out there and like, they happen to be, uh, wasn't there a recent like uh, event out there? Um, like a, I believe... Tom, didn't they do something recently out there, like in a convention or some shit? I don't know. Uh, I, there Vegas, was a big New Jersey oh, one. Oh, was yeah. there? Yeah, okay. That's right, because Jersey just legalized it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you're just right across the street, so pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> just across the street. <laughs> so can you tell us about Leaf Sheets, though? What, 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 what is the purpose? What do you guys do? Leaf Sheets is, it's I call it a cannabis business support platform, and my co-founder, Nick, and I, we built it over the past two years together and we figured, okay, we'll build it, prove the concept and then do a raise and build out the rest of it. So where we got it to as of now, it's essentially step one in getting into the industry, which is all your SOPs, all your documentation that you need, let's say for your application or even just to get approved to open when you do your you know, inspections and they go through everything. Um, but right now it's in a kind of a DIY model. So 
it's for the entrepreneurs that really don't have the, you know, let's say 100K, 250K, whatever for the consultants, but they have some time and they're ambitious and they can put some, you know, brain work into it. It gives them like 80% of the way there. And then we also created do-it-yourself guides for every sheet because like the biggest thing that I saw with templates is uh, people failing. I had uh, law firms sending like applicants they had who'd used templates who failed and had 10 days to fix their thing and then they had to pay me a bunch of money to fix it. Mm. So like, okay, we have to teach people what what to do with these things. You can't just give them like fill in the blanks and send them on their way. Uh, So that's what it is. Well, because that's kind of what Tom's been doing for for years now. We've uh, he's been creating these uh, different platforms, and then I think that's kind of the thing. Is like I, I'm 100 American. Like I just want to fill some paperwork, sign my signature, and call it good. Like I don't want to uh, uh, actually work. <laughs> yeah, but wait a minute, we have to be very clear about the entrepreneurship in the cannabis industry. You are opening a bank and or a casino, and so like especially until especially until uh, safe banking has passed or limited licenses are no longer a thing, you are creating through limiting licenses and ensuring that you have to deal in cash, a concentration of both money, and and that's in paper form, and also product, that's in flower form. And so there's theft risk twice, and that's why all those pot shops get robbed in Washington State, man. And like, so Miggy will be reporting week after week. (laughs) Just yesterday. Just yesterday, right, right down the street from me over here, they used the goddamn forklift to bust open the gun. All they took yeah. was $1,000 and $1,000 of product, like the shittiest criminals. Wow. And caused like $10,000 in damage. Oh, my God. They <laughs> broke the whole front wall. It was so sad. I was like, because there's they, they uh, smart pot shops here will secure their shit at night. And everything's yeah, like, like you're course. not getting anything they, they got a hundred dollars and like a thousand worth of products with it the, the, the article said so yeah yeah and then what last month we had a loss of life it's it's, it's sad and unfortunate oh. how this shit happens uh constantly you know safe picking that hello but um well and then it. don't yeah. chintz on your dispensary security system yeah don't. yeah like, and especially like if you're in a limited market state and i have no idea how new jersey or new york's gonna play out it looks like new jersey's more like michigan so i still wouldn't chintz on a security system in a michigan Never. dispensary because, dude, people Never. will try to rob you. Uh, and, and so yeah. they, they get shocked at the, the sticker shock is real when they're building a dispensary about the vaults and then the security <laughs> system and then the access control doors and the fire resistant doors and all these other things. And they're like, why would yeah. you put this in my application? I'm like, first, it was required. Yeah. Second, we wanted to go above and beyond what the requirements were so you could win. Yes. Didn't you? Exactly. And then third, didn't you read your own application? This is your business. What do you want me to take your profits? Yeah, too, please. You know, <laughs> which <laughs> is never. They never do. I've I've never had a single client actually read the application. And at Cam mm. Strategy, I've never had. Do your people read their application? Sometimes, uh, but I haven't had them win. Well, <laughs> okay. that's not true. One of them. One of them won. But again. They had a perfect application. They have operations out of Washington State. They yeah. read it. They fly spec my work. They sent it to some other lawyer who sent it back to me. And they spent the money because they have four other dispensaries in Washington State. They, they yeah. know what's involved in this. They understand. Uh, they absolutely did. But the only reason they really won was because it was a lottery and they got lucky. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Allegedly. <laughs> it's an alleged lottery they have. Allegedly, it's a lottery. Mm. <laughs> they weren't just trying to buy me off so I wouldn't sue the state and use this as a platform <laughs> to explain how I was suing the state. Um, how many states have you, uh, have, has your uh, product been through there, Juliana? Leaf sheets? Yeah, yeah. Like, how many people have you gone through to this process? Because we only have, what, how many uh, legal states now, recreational? Uh, 18, then, 19. Uh, 18, 19, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. Do you cover just recreational or you look at the medical mm-hmm. side too? Because people do weird stuff like Chicago or uh, Illinois, which... They actually create a structure program for it. Whereas here in uh, Washington State, you just had to say, <coughs> I need a script. And uh, all right, I'm open for business. I'm, I'm doing this. <laughs> that's, that's all good. Yeah. So Leaf Sheets is applicable currently um, in really wherever you're at, as long as you can go through the DIY guides to customize your documents. So it's not just a download it and turn it in kind of thing. It's like a download it, here's your guide, and here's how to adjust it for your business specifically, and then whatever market you're operating in. And so if you were to, let's say, buy a sheet, there's parts of it where the instructions will tell you, okay, if you're um, in an adult use market, then do it this way. And if you're in a medicinal market then look for these things like you know change the age the quantities that rules and stuff like that 
Right. But if we're going to go over uh, a dissection of a, a cannabis application, yeah. and you're going to look from one state to another state, you're, you're going to see more granularity or less, but you're going to see the yeah. same stuff. So it's going to be the same guts. But then if we're in New Mexico, they just don't care about your waste management plan or your odor mitigation plan. At least they don't at the state level when they're handing out the license yet say they care about that. We'll see right. what happens in the future. <laughs> But, yeah. but then if you're in a state like, you know, Nevada or Illinois or New Jersey, even New Jersey mm -hmm. had hundreds of pages of SOPs you have to draft for your conditional and your conversion. We don't know New York, but I'm assuming comprehensive. Yeah. Uh, so do you have specific leaf sheets that match the specific uh, aspects? States? Well, not necessarily states like, you know, Illinois um, application was 20 exhibits for the dispensary. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. do you have like inventory control plan. Do you have, yeah. you know, you know, that type of stuff? What types of leaf sheets do you offer? Okay, yeah. So the leaf sheets are, can you hear the sirens? Yeah. Sorry. No. I wasn't sure what you were either. So I'm like, yeah, we're, we're going sorry. night driving. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I live in a city, well, too. No, so I'm right. like, shit, what the hell's going on again, goddammit? But then it's, it, whenever we have somebody on from India, they always have uh, those real loud horns. That oh, you God. have in traffic. And all we've cleared. And so I'm like, so you're in the garden uh, view of, right. of Calcutta. So there's just nonstop <laughs> traffic outside. And, and this is why, okay. That was, uh, but it was a great, he was a great um, uh, guest uh, on uh, the Indian status of their uh, activism. I can't remember his name. From, do you remember his name? I thought it was Sunny. No, Sue. It was, it was like a female name but uh, oh yeah it was it, was, it might have been sunny but it was like vikram or something so we have to yes. check back in india because <laughs> this great indian activist and okay. then of course traffic jams non-stop throwing the whole interview right yeah it really made it I'm like, you know? always the sirens in the city yeah. um so yeah to answer your question with the way we developed it is it's for every section. So I've done with can strategy, I do competitive license applications only in limited licensing states. So we have one in Ohio, Nevada, Illinois, and uh, basically the sections that I saw overlapped in all three of those markets and then other markets I've read the regulations for, which is basically every limited licensing state. So you can buy them individually. One thing we did that I thought was important is you don't have to buy the whole whole deck. Like I want it to create as much autonomy for uh, these, you know, these groups, these entrepreneurs as possible. So if you yeah. just need your staffing and training plan, you just need waste management, emergency response, inventory control, uh, security, whatever it is, you just buy the ones you need. And if you need them all, you can buy them all. So they're mm -hmm. all on there. Nice. Do you have yeah. any breakages then? Because like a lot of the plans that I would see would create roles and people who are in charge of particular things that are related to compliance. So mm -hmm. let's say we have your plan and then like somebody else's security plan and they, they <laughs> would they break? See, that's one of the things that I'm always kind of like, I'll tell people like templates are great. They will save you some time. So much but time. You just can't take the template, slap your name on it and apply no. and think you're going to win. You cannot you know? do that. Uh, and so, uh, they don't get it though. And so they might get a template from here, here, and here. And I'm like, okay, well, this one said you're going to have this person, person <laughs> in a role. And that one said you have this other person in a role. And right. this one didn't mention either of those. And right. so, you know, uh, those types of cohesion aspects yeah. are really, really ch uh, tricky in the competitive states. That's a great point. So one thing that we have in there is, because I know even client to client, they'll title roles differently, you know, and they'll give different responsibilities to different people. One thing we have in the sheets is whenever there is a role that is mentioned, the DIY guide will say like, okay, who's the person that will do X, Y, Z and insert that title. Mm. And throughout the document, it's not just blanks, it's actually codes. So we'll have a search, you know, a list that says search these. And then for each code, it'll say, okay, wherever you find this code, do replace all with this title or with this information or whatever else. So as long as they file or like follow the DIY, it ideally would line up with their other template as long as they actually read the other template and knew what that one said. <laughs> but, uh, the best thing would be to just, you know, obviously use leaf sheets templates. <laughs> well, like, so the type of things, because I, I, I work in quality assurance and, and, and you know, yeah. checklists are very important. I mean, essentially is what a template is, right? It's a checklist yeah. that somebody else has gone through the law and said, okay, this is what's the important part out of this paragraph, this paragraph, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. 
And my, my question is, because I know Tom, and I've given him a hard time about it, too, because, like, when people pay him, because he's a lawyer, yeah. they're paying for him to be on the new law every other, whatever, you All know, the they time. update it. Yeah, so you're there, too, then, right? You're updating according to the new laws, new whatever add additions or requirements they have? Mm-hmm. Um, well, as can strategy, yes, I do that. As lead okay. sheets, we're hiring. So if you go onto the site, there's a part that's called facts, and that part has it, like the most simple of answers that people have like about regulation. So even yeah. if it's what's the tax rate, stuff like that. For that, we're hiring a whole person. Oh, really? Yeah. It is. It's hard. It's a whole job. Well, because <laughs> so. well, your your business degree, I find that fascinating because you you started off as you know somebody a uh, ground floor person in, in the yeah. cannabis industry and I did. uh i always when it came to degrees i always thought the one i'd be searching for would be like electronics degree right uh, okay. uh electric whatever and thought that'd be the big money one but then i one time i worked for raytheon and a woman in charge of raytheon just had a business degree like mm-hmm. she went from a secretary to business associate and blew my mind because she was making seven figures but like she had no electronics background like but you, so your understanding is more the business essentials, right? The operations and, uh, cause that's what I've been working as manufacturing for 15, 20 years now. And so wow. like, I understand the operations on, on that level as a technician and an operator, you know, but you're the yeah. one creating the actual SOPs and procedures going through what the requirements, right? Cause mm-hmm. are you doing like data analytics between this two when you're, when you're doing the business stuff, you're, you're going through like headset and stuff. Yes, with can, yes. With leaf mm. sheets, it, it's not integrated there yet or yeah. like really applicable with leaf sheets yet. But with can strategy, yes. So since I focus so much on the business strategy piece of things, we do the licensing and then the kind of the operations business strategy and development is the super fun part. And in that, we use data analytics and stuff and help people kind of create how they want to go about things. Yeah, modeling. Yeah. Modeling is so much fun. And then I got to see a model from, I don't think we've had a uh, green rush. No, no, no. Uh, and by models, I mean spreadsheets. <laughs> a book of them that have assumptions that interfere with other spreadsheets. You're like, to be people clear. Then will like, and like your clients will be spending the money in that model. Like it's like, they're going to make it no matter what. And you're yeah. like, no, this is a model. There's assumptions involved in this. This could yes. all be wreck, but uh, here's how it works. And yeah. uh I've seen some of those now from various places and I'm like, hmm, they charge $7,000 for this. It's great. It's just, it's a great industry. Yeah, it is. But yeah, that's a great point though. Cause I think that I'm sure you face this, right? Every client is approached by every service provider in the world. It feels everyone. like, and everyone's trying to charge the most. And everyone thinks their service is the absolute most valuable, you know? And so then even clients with money, it becomes insane. Yeah, Mm. (laughs) it becomes insane. It's like, you guys, even if I had a million dollars cash to spend, you all are trying to charge me basically like all of it. Everyone thinks they deserve all of it. (laughs) I had to talk a guy down from uh, generational wealth in Mississippi today. And, And I'm like, okay. Well, I'm sorry that that consultant told you that. Like, you know, you just walk in and become a millionaire. Uh, <laughs> a medical state in the South with Governor Tate Reeves. You may have to put up this dispensary and then go sideways for three, five years. Yeah. You might lose your shirt. Yeah. And then he's like, what? I'm like, well, what do you mean by the $60,000 quote? I'm like, okay, let me tell you about Illinois. Illinois, seven, 800 pages. Yeah. I'm going to have to charge you for that. Well, why? Because it takes forever to write that. Do you, have you ever tr- go write me seven hundred pages? Exactly. You so don't have oh, yeah. five weeks. Yeah. You know that is cannabis applications in competitive states. Yeah. Uh, and so, like West Orange, New Jersey's was redonkulous. It was like we need two hundred pages by next Friday, and you're just like, <laughs> what the hell is this? You know. And so, if you yeah. don't already have your app already written before it even goes, it's yeah. screwed. And no. so, like this industry can be. Uh, people think because they maybe sold wheat in college and it was very easy or they grew wheat in college because it was very easy Uh, and and you've just omitted all the regulations all the safety all the the competitiveness Mm. no LLC you're a sole proprietor and nobody saw nothing and then uh, and you're again you're now you're not opening um, a retail location or a a, a, corn farm you're opening it's a whole business but it's a highly regulated whole business you're opening a bank you're opening a casino you know most people don't get it they're just like 
wait a minute. In my head, where I was spending the money and on my dream job already, it was going to look <laughs> like this. And I'm like, let's try to keep as <laughs> much of that dream as we can. But do you really want to open this business? Yeah, exactly that. Mm-hmm. And I love that sentiment of keep as much of the dream as we can. I love right. that. I've said that before. It's like with the leaf sheets piece, obviously with can, I can hold people's hands and leaf sheets doesn't work like that. But I just think, okay, if we can simplify as much of this and reduce the tripwires that they will inevitably face as much as possible, then this at least stays as fun as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as much as you can keep it still cool. <laughs> so I can try to keep it cool. But with, with your canicle, uh, uh uh, business, you're you're actually actively involved because this mm-hmm. industry is something that's constantly changing, like every other day, depending on what state you are, depending on oh, the year, it. whatever law, whoever, whatever Republican gets a hair up their ass that week. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, my my question to you, and I just kind of almost spaced out. Oh shit! There we go. Good time. Well, <laughs> oh Bye. well. <laughs> Once again, How fun was that? You by uh, Collateral Base. Don't forget to go over to collateralbase.com and make sure that your business gets better. I went full cheesy. I'm drinking this shit called Dank Dust. Oh, Dank Dust. Uh, yeah. The Elysium Brewery. <laughs> is that how they pronounce it? How is that actually pronounced? Yeah, Elysium. But look, he's got smoke coming out of a little hop. Yeah. That's so cute. No, that is a Seattle brewery. I mean, okay. I remember when I was there and I saw that, and they have some very powerful. It's it's wicked strong. I mean, it just just. Put you on your ass beer, but um, good stuff. So is the weed. <laughs> Weed's great. Yeah. <laughs> Seattle is a wonderful place for weed. I've never tried uh, Las Vegas. I'd like to, I like. I got to go to Vegas this year for some trade show and get uh-huh. like a booth. And everybody that comes up, I'm gonna be like four grand. What do you think? <laughs> I paid four grand for this booth. Yeah, I got a lot of things. You know, YouTube channel. Oh, he does too, huh? Great. <laughs> your podcast hey two white guys oh, yeah. the they do too wow everybody's got a podcast <laughs> really cool. yeah. but, uh, you know this business is so crazy though I think must have you guys seen Ladybuds and Stars yet uh uh-uh. uh so what it's really that? Ladybuds it's a, a documentary that follows uh, several women uh, that are business owners in, in the cannabis space mostly in Southern California but it, it, it answers a lot of the, uh, the paperwork questions right like right. A lot of these mom and pops are losing because business people understand the paperwork side of things. They understand how to fill things out. Uh, yeah. One of the uh, women was talking about how these new, like the MSOs, they're mm-hmm. they're like, what, what's the word when you have a bunch of money that, uh, like MedMen, you know, uh-huh. they never died. They should have died. Like, oh, yeah. In a real business aspect where I have to go give you $10 and you better have spent $3 to make that product. Uh-huh. That don't exist when you have like Amazon that's willing to go red for like ten years and then yeah. then finally should turn a profit. Like I think that's the fair unfair advantage that most of these big guys have that you guys kind of help out with. It's like, hey, you give me an idea of how to get in. Uh, uh, so I imagine with your your spreadsheets, that's kind of like helps you <laughs> fill out the paperwork. Yeah. But, but then I know spreadsheets. It's Leaf sheets, it's fine. It is what it is. Well, for me, it's flow charts, right? Like, because I want yeah. to check. So I need a little, like, diagrams. Like, I need yeah, square, I triangle, circle. <laughs> a lot of macros. So yeah. data goes into an array <laughs> and is populated in another document. Yeah. I love it. Use it all the time. I can't wait till I have, like, there's going to be so many more automations in my future. Yeah. Hopefully, 10 more years from now. Not even me doing the show. Just looks like me. I'm on a beach somewhere. Wow. It's just running the company. AI. Just AI. AI. Is so AI. much better AI. though. Yeah. It is. You, you, you do that one with a Jasper. It scares the hell out of me. Yeah. The, we, decent articles. Have, um, the article. No, the, the, the. Okay. So even the, um, the description on this YouTube was written by a robot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so like the articles that we do very often, the robots start them and then humans finish them off so they're not completely off. But uh, it's, yeah. it's SEO. And so, like, why are we going to waste time? Yeah. yeah, no, totally. I hear you. I love my like copy AI, Jarvis. Yep. Yeah. Great, Jarvis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. He, he's too. Here you go. <laughs> Jasper, I guess, there now. Jasper, yeah. yeah. I mean, whatever it is. Yeah, whatever it's called. I don't <laughs> use it. He uses it. So, like, I work <laughs> on tech. So, like, okay. I. 
I'm not worried about our robot overlords when they take over now. I mean, like I was getting scared for a little bit, but they, they need someone to fix them eventually. So yeah, they do. Stay valuable. Do. That's, it. <laughs> I, that's it. Like, don't be, don't be one of those ones that are like, this one's a net negative. Uh Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I did want to give a shout out to somebody who threw us a uh, buck. 50 yeah. I saw that. You see that? Hi. How do I, how do I show that? Super there it is. I got it. Wait, did I do it? Never mind. I got this too bad. There, there we go. You got it. Yeah. Hero you... to cart UT. Thank you, bro. Sweet, man. Thanks for the buck. 50. Thank you. Yeah. For you have any questions, 50. let us know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's weird, though? Like, so, like, Tom and I have been doing this discussion for, what, three years now? And, yeah. you know, there's all these channels on YouTube. Because like, I've been a geek forever. And, like, YouTube, I've been following. Like, Phil DeFranco, he's a bigger name. Like, there's legit people making six, seven figures. YouTube, Twitch, all these stream thingies. Mm-hmm. Because we we do cannabis, because you know we, we had a little boost every once in a while when the law is a topical, but oh, unless yeah, you're yeah. yeah, it's hard to get the the, the spread and the uh, information out there. Right, it really is. And sometimes you feel like you're the you're the wrong one because the internet <laughs> says you are. You know, yeah, you're like oh. <laughs> I just shared a meme with a guy smoking and getting now I'm banned for a fucking week. I mean, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, I feel that. I How do you, you go about marketing uh, the Hell business yeah. then? In because uh, this industry, it's one of my lead challenges is how do I go about marketing the business without spending four grand for a booth at a trade show? I mean, like four grand. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be speaking at booth fifteen. How to juggle? Yeah. Why it's important for your cannabis business? That's the name of the talk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, why it's important? I, uh, I, so marketing is such an interesting one because you know stuff does get shut down. I've had so many things just like, oh, your account's gone now. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I, I've come to two kind of conclusions on the most valuable of marketing, which is content, as you we were talking mm-hmm. about, uh, content, and then just PR. I love PR. I love doing like coming, hanging out with you guys, talking with you, um, doing speaking engagements, stuff like that. Just PR is the best because yeah. there's no one to shut you down. You know, they put you there. So right. that's really They'd be what shutting I them down. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. So <laughs> that's what I found most valuable, and we'll go that same route with leaf sheets too, and then hopefully you can find some way because it's more of a consumer product. Uh, we definitely have to more mass market it than let's say I've had to do with can. So we're figuring that out for sure. Well, you're also trying to find with leaf sheets. Well, probably with can too. Someone with money interested in cannabis business period. Like, yeah, you know, Tom, when we did this, you know, he, he's been SEO savvy, internet savvy. I know him from MySpace. you know, like I've been doing the activist sign. (laughs) Also the reason why I fuck with him is because he spoke up before he even used his name so he spoke up as another guy home rogue and i thought mm. i knew two white guys turns out it was <laughs> one white guy really <laughs> white guys that are in the middle of nowhere in illinois yeah <laughs> you're like i know two of them <laughs> this guy looks just like you i don't know how That's I incredible them, but it was my space it was just like a weird time where like yep. a lot of interaction <laughs> and, then, you know? and then the law firm that hired me in 2011 was like you made a lot more money writing that brief than you did selling any of them books didn't you Yes. <laughs> don't promote it no more and then four five years later you know what we need at this firm cannabis practice group i'm like <laughs> flip the desk over like what the uh, fuck is wrong with you people yeah, yeah. you're oh, like well. welcome to the party guys i've been well, that's why my, my first clients were financial institutions i'm like here mm-hmm. is how you comply with the fincen guidance there's a cottage industry for it now of like these compliance consultants when I was trying that shit back in fifteen, Ugh, yeah, uh, the, the 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 nice uh, rural farm bankers, the community banks downstate Illinois said thank you, and yeah. then I invoiced them. They paid their invoice. They never did anything. <laughs> never did anything with it. Well, there's no industry in it because yeah. we have like four players. I mean, there's right. there's oh, the, yeah. there was twenty two licenses. There's maybe forty different licensed entities in the state. And then there's another 40 craft grows and 50 uh, um, infusers that are just scrambling to get open. And then if they get open, they have to sell to the same 110 dispensaries that have already been there. They're mostly owned by other businesses. So how yeah. do they even get shelf space? Uh, and then the other 185 dispensaries are in litigation that might not On be over for another year. Forever. Yeah. They've been in litigation forever. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's the worst state 
ever. Oh, of, uh, and so yeah. I'm like, man, maybe I should move to Las Cruces. You could actually get into business there. You know, <laughs> well, water rights still though, man. New Mexico is always, water you rights. know, yeah. there's different barriers no matter what we do. The no matter with, where. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and like with your business degree, I'd imagine you're probably going to be, as this gets more and more on, uh, you've been, you're coming from a great insight because like you're young enough yeah. where you didn't have to do the fight. You just happened to get a job. And now yeah. you're like, I see an opportunity with a degree, which yeah. is a great degree in, in, in business, which I wish more people would need to understand is like there's opportunities out there. It's just not always farming. It's not always growing. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of things lateral. But then again, there's also the stigma, right? Like I don't even touch the plant. I don't even work with it or nothing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people know who I am, which is weird because I just helped a lot of people. Right. right. There's, you know, still a hard part of the country that it's all fucked up but i we're gonna get there i think i hope so i think as you know people as as people though right as Mm -hmm. as citizens as whatever you know we want to have old people (laughs) (laughs) people of the the people that were born in the 30s outside of tommy chong and willie nelson those other ones uh, those are the people that are most against it and then uh, the other thing is it seems like they can't agree on how to do it. And so they both want to do it, but not like that. And right. then you're like, oh, my God, can we at least please just <laughs> let everybody who's in prison out can while we sort out this important crap? Can we at least right? let us go out? Yeah. Like, number one, let's do that. Just across right. the board. Easy. Easy. <laughs> Easy. Easy. <laughs> thousand percent. But it's like the great, um, I want to say like, human atrocity but like it's up there right with like something very bad to say as far as like holocaust shit like this is american version of it but with you know your own our own citizens like yeah. how many t- how many times could the cure for cancer have been found or any of this other shit you know and cops you know fighting we're so fucked up <laughs> oh totally but anyways, but that's, that's the thing about cannabis right it's like you go down this rabbit hole fucked up shit yeah. even though like you're having like great life like tom's been a hemp fest out here i i'm sad for a lot of people in kentucky right i go to the store i bought still my integrity weed i still got that i went to the store didn't get arrested didn't get fucked with never cared never had a paranoia I, but i remember that first walking into a store thinking okay am i being in surveillance right now because the mm. cops are watching right like you have that weird conspiracy shit and prohibition enables that stuff right we're so mm-hmm. fucked up because of prohibition not just like our health wise, but psychologically, we, we you know, scared, <laughs> seriously, scared, like, uh, and it's this, it's, I feel like it's definitely overhyped, like the extent to which cannabis has made such a, like, oh my gosh, you know, it's so funny, especially once you're in the industry and it's so normal in our everyday lives. And you yeah. really start to realize this really is just a plant. The fact that it's, so, I mean, it's a great plant, but the fact that it's such a big deal and it's like, so concerning is bizarre. <laughs> you just feel that everybody, like, again, uh, I look at the data about uh, vaccine numbers for a particular thing that's out there that's trigger words that I don't like to say on, on, on okay. the air. Uh, and it turns out that about three out of four people have gotten that. And then that means that 25%, one in four people out there will just not accept anything and will come just do whatever they want. Uh, and right. as a result of that, you know, you already have like 25% of us that are living in wherever reality they want to put themselves. Mm-hmm. And so that puts you at an immediate disadvantage. And that's before uh, YouTube algorithms or, or other algorithms are out there to actively suppress uh, the, you know, the change of the law. And so as they're out there actively suppressing the change of the law, they aren't doing this for like trans kids. And so like if they would have, can you imagine if they had an algorithm to suppress if somebody was posting about bathrooms? you know, four or five years ago, that would have probably prevented a lot of those rights from being acquired by those Mm. people because they could organize online. And so we are talking about not breaking the law, complying with laws, which are very (laughs) difficult to comply with. And then not only are they difficult to comply with, the people who want to get these licenses are basically in the dark. And so you can't even get information out to them. Mm -hmm. That's that's illegal, you know? Yeah. And then when you get get flagged or deleted, who do you go to? There's no one to fucking answer, right? (laughs) People, people seem to go to LinkedIn. They're like on LinkedIn. I've been shut down. What did I do? But that's the hard part too. 
because we're professionals, yeah. but also at the same time, it's a younger thing, right? It's a fun yeah. thing. And so mm-hmm. you go to LinkedIn because supposedly all the grownups are there. But then at the same time, you're like LinkedIn. my Instagram account, my Instagram, like the thing that I'm just sharing pictures of right. funness and positive yeah. vibes or whatever fuck, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so crazy, man. Yeah, it's Whereas, a whole thing. It's a whole thing. That's one of the things like, you know, my account, you go, you log into it. <clears throat> ads have been disabled from this account you know, like, mm. no shit. You know ads have been disabled yeah. for me on on that platform for a decade you know it's <laughs> and, and as a result like trying to get into one of these businesses you have to realize that this isn't going to be like well i'll just buy some ads no you won't no, not you buy ads. <laughs> seriously you'll be lucky if you can get away with selling tickets you know uh, you might have to go through a few payment providers you know yeah exactly yeah. and that's why I, what i find super interesting helping people do but interestingly also is educating them on how important brand building is and how mm. important differentiation is and all of these very simple businessy things that for whatever reason, I find a lot of people in cannabis will act like we're recreating business, like that we are inventing things. Yeah. So these kind of basic practices of, Oh, let's create a real brand with an identity and a voice and a presence. And a, you know, <laughs> I was like, well, well, first principles. like I, I, I sell weed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How, you know, how are you different? It's really good. It's the best. We definitely have the best <laughs> grower. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but you know, Juliana, I think you hit upon a great point. Is like cannabis is such a unique industry where you almost have to be a, a, a persona or a thing entwined with your product, right? Like mm-hmm. Jack Hare, right? Like, 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 like you have to be someone that's sacrificed, and then perhaps maybe then the general public will give you some love and say, okay, this guy gives a fuck or whatever girl, you know, but right. it's so weird how like, but now here in, in like say Washington state, uh, we have one of our top brands. Uh, we're legacy uh, 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 medical farmers. And so like trailblazing Washington bud company, you know, these are people who saw like, okay, we, we're going to separate ourselves from our product and, and just give you good product at the same time. Because, in the medical scene, you see a lot of dumb shit like that, where people think there's a lot of entitlement. You yeah. know, like, like, oh, I spent my time, you know, fighting for you. You know, Tom's the one that pulled me out here. I And I've helped a lot of people. And I try not to, I guess, you know, that's my flex or whatever the hell. You know, like, you know, I've done my time. <laughs> yeah. and I'm still doing it. And I just want you to do it, too. And so I think, like, your perception, though, that uh, these companies have to, like, how are they going to change perception? How are these new companies who, how are they going to help? Because I see a lot of people like joining like the Lost Bridger Project or donating to the Minority Cannabis. Mm-hmm. How can they stand out and be like, yo, I'm I'm your company. I'm your dude. Right. You know? I'm the product you should go with. Yeah. Well, one, I would just say like product and marketing development. Just like if you look at it as a product, like any other business, there's psychology to marketing and there's psychology to building a customer base and that I believe will work with this product too. Um, So, but really it takes an investment and intention to do that. And I would love for companies to keep giving, you know, Um, everyone is kind of donating to organizations like you said, but through uh, corporate social responsibility planning and ESG and stuff, you can also then use that in your marketing and what your brand personality is and what you stand for. So let's say you don't have a history of being an activist, but you can make the brand itself stand for something like whatever, really choose anything, then that can be a powerhouse for building your customer base. But it's just a matter of being good at doing that. And it is a skill. And I think a lot of people are, you know, they'll put out a, oh, we donated to this and think that's the magic of the CSR, you know? And it's like, no, it's a whole strategy. It's like a whole long-term like, <laughs> like implementation, you know? And it works totally. and it'll work. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. What's the CSR, Miggy? Or, or, or Juliana? Juliana. CSR? Yeah. CSR, yeah. Corporate social responsibility. There we Plan. go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or as they call it outside on the coast. Nice. Hippie shit. So we Hippie got smart, shit. We got smart people. But like, <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. So like, if they were to like say, okay, we're the best for your health wise, I would hope. And see, this is the thing about the plant, right? Like. Yeah. Here, with regulation, it kind of stupid. When people talk about regulation, they don't talk, don't know what they're talking about most of the time. But mm-hmm. in Washington State, one of the first states to legalize it, we still don't test our medical and recreational cannabis the same. 
and like in the end it should be equal because it's a human consumption product yeah and I, and I think people forget like you can really grow good wheat and just how to do it is the the big question and for that flex of wellness you know for that promotion because you see a lot of people cutting corners when it comes to flushing or pesticides or whatnot but i think wellness is definitely the number one way most of these companies could sell themselves but they gotta give good weed at a good price you know yes sorry i have to bug you're good <laughs> we can hear you so you're good <laughs> i'm like bye dying um, over there it's batteries batteries um yeah i i think what's interesting is like wellness if there's, there's a lot of things in cannabis that I think our, the culture of cannabis cares about, which would include wellness, that the general population, I believe it may be difficult to get them to care about. A lot of products will try, cannabis products will try to sell on these things that matter to the culture, to the usual cannabis consumer, and to try and sell like the average American on caring about their health is an uphill battle that has been going on for so long um so i don't know if like i don't know it's 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 interesting because there's things that are valuable but then it's like do customers care that that's a valuable cool thing you know well let's let's talk about what customers that americans want Uh, clearly wellness not so much Uh, (laughs) esg you know uh, customer what is it corporate social responsibility yeah that's that's really like signaling you don't have any money when you have a lot of money. That's what I think. Yeah. And then, um, uh, so what does the average American want? I'm assuming a good time. Yeah, they want to feel uh, good. A good deal. Like, you know, it's like, man, did I not have to pay full price for that? <laughs> uh, and then chips. Yeah. Chips. <laughs> I think just, you know, you want like to feel good, to feel like you belong. Do you know Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Yes. I'm familiar with it. I'm still okay. on like... The very base one. I've provided <laughs> shelter. And now I'm working on to food, you know. Yeah. Eventually, I hope to get security, you know. You're like, one day autonomy, then one day transcendence, maybe. Maybe. For real, maybe. though. I keep my nose down. Yeah. Yeah. I love to apply Maslow's hierarchy of needs to business from the consumer side and then also from the operator side, especially okay. uh, retailers, as um, since you're consumer facing. So in, you know, creating for your employees, if you can get them to a point where they feel, you know, ever taken care of and then they feel autonomous, they feel a sense of belonging on the team, all these things. And if you can create that for your customer kind of as well. And if you can do that, I think through your actual customer experience, it's absolutely attainable Mm. uh, in any retailer to create that kind of business environment. And then probably through your products too. Once you build a cool like brand for that to make people feel like they belong and like participating, being a, you know, a customer of this brand means something, says something about who I am, says something about what I stand for. I think Americans want that. They want to feel cool. And if you look at it, you know, like the most powerful forces of kind of change or impact right now are just large groups of people who all believe in a similar thing and care that they believe in that. And they're just like, this is my thing. This is, this is my jam, you know. For real though, I get that. You mean I've been censored by the internet. Oh my gosh. How are we supposed to get this jam out there? Yeah. yeah. And it take years of regulatory. Oh, crap. Yeah. But you know, I was into wellness. Yeah. I got the sound. If only I cared about oh, my shit. health. But, <laughs> yeah. but no, the most American thing I think I see in the future for cannabis is going to yeah. be when it's all legal, you're going to have shitty weed that's like made with like Eagle 22 and all the other shitty shit that people don't like that's not medicine. And yeah. it's going to be like weed. It's better than cheeseburgers. I mean, that's going to be the fucking future for for Americans when it comes to wellness. It's like right. you're going to have oh, shitty meat like, oh, compared to be like it's yeah. better than the worst alternative. Like, exactly, like, like better than that. It's better than McDonald's. You know, <laughs> I mean, still, it's like yeah. yeah. But have you driven by a McDonald's lately? They usually have a line, which is saying something about People the product. If you place. can, and that's one of the nice things. You should, if you're running a business and there's a line. You've done something right, unless that yeah. line is for returns or complaints. And you got to work on that if that's where that line is. But if it's like, yeah, customers in the door, good work. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. I'm really kind of dismayed that, it, like, the more you try to like get the message out there, 
it's just like, you know, you, if you ever watched uh, Ocean's Eleven or something where they're trying to get the, the jewels and all those lasers uh -huh. are everywhere and they have to, that's kind of how it is. You're like, <laughs> man, how difficult is it to get this thing done? And and right. it's and it seems like it should be so easy. I mean, you look at it and you go like, you mean you guys are too stupid to like fix this? Mm -hmm. Really? And then, <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of it, you know? You're like, what is happening here? <laughs> What's going on? So let me get this straight. 85 years ago, some racist motherfuckers changed the word so that like, nobody would see it. And then they just started arresting people. And then it got thrown out in 69, but hippies and Nixon. And so then you studied it. You ignored that study. And it's still there. Like, that was 52 years ago. What? Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. One of the crazy, I, I talk to people about this a lot, is that when you're looking at something, you're analyzing it, you understand it, and it's suddenly like, wow, this is really simple, and it's being treated like it's wildly complex, you know? Right. But then it's a matter of, well, you, so you believe then, oh, this is logical, right? This is logical. The answer is logical, the way to approach it. And I always think that we can out... Um, kind of overestimate the extent to which a lot of people care about logic. It, mm. They're not sold on it. It's not what they care about. They're they're like, I don't care if it's logical or not. I need better. <laughs> I need a better answer right. here. Like, yeah. what? What? I don't care though. what my lion eyes saw when you showed yeah. me the truth. <laughs> I don't believe it. You know? I don't believe it. It's, it's but also part of the problem is like the tech has exceeded the law, right? Like like the world progression. Uh, 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 you know, we're still stuck in this 1930 fucked up law that, you know, how long did it take for uh, uh, segregation to end? Was it like 20, 30 years right years. there before? Yeah. So, you know, now we got this simple plant that's just like part of that segregation bullshit. So it it's is, like, yeah. when are we going to do this? When are we going to catch up? Like we can fly. I can literally talk to you from anywhere in the world we can schedule a time and, and get your message out and, and, and I can do things on the internet with just that message but yet we, we're still stuck in this bullshit law you know yeah like, we're all duped into thinking we're wildly progressive with all our cool gadgets and yet yeah. we can't make very simple basic logical decisions that would benefit society yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but again like you said america's still not sold on this whole wellness thing and nope. so as a result nope. like, there, like a lot more people are out there just living it up I and mean, it's like hey have you had a day? Yes, I have had a day. Would you like to relax? Fucking right. It's a beer. Uh, that's the sell to go. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the way to go yeah. with it. <laughs> it's fucked up. Like on YouTube, like I have to be like, oh look, my mic is always smoking. I don't know what's going on with it. There's no fire. But hey, cheers everybody for a beer. You know what I'm saying? Like I gotta cover mm. one, match the other, but blah. So dumb. Yeah. Waste of time. And it's all messaging though too, like mm. what's genius about it, right? Because imagine, I've never been productive and drunk at the same time, but mm -hmm. no one gives alcohol that messaging. And for some reason, it's such this big messaging of like, if you smoke cannabis, you're unproductive and lazy when it's like, okay, but also if you consume alcohol or if you, you know, X, Y, Z, but the, the messaging, our messaging has, we gotta fix yeah. our messaging. Our, like we've got yeah. the rhetoric, you know? <laughs> And then then we fix our messaging. We try to put it out there, and then it's it's like oh, I'm sorry, uh, your message was deleted from your Instagram post on deaf ears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. On our Facebook page, that's why I do dumb memes. Like you know, uh, like today myself, uh, I did a shit ton of laundry and smoked a lot of weed. Like yeah. that's what cannabis makes me do. That's you know? great. You know, it's wild shit. What a day! That's <laughs> a know? great. <laughs> Just wild. You're like just crazy things. Like yeah. I get but, things. Yeah. My folder, I, I folded all my laundry. It's all nice and neatly tucked away <laughs> in your drawer. Smoke the whole blood. You're like, and I'm chilling. So it's right. very, <laughs> very radical, rebellious stuff going on. Very scary. Yeah. <laughs> very scary. But, really. but then the other thing, I think, what's really going to be the hammer in the in the coffin on uh, prohibition, uh, more more money in the East Coast and more licenses. Hopefully, it's a lot of licenses, like in Oklahoma yeah. or something, where you just have tons of them. Because then you have tons of people bitching to the people uh, to change the rules. Yeah. Uh, and that that actually does start to work. But you know, it, it's going to have to be Mass. the acceptance. And then, how do you get that message out and have enough people change their mind? Right. How do you do that? Yeah. 
Yeah, change the algorithm, get different other people talking. Because I've heard, you know, I've had a lot of people go, oh man, you know, when uh, dispensaries were coming to our state, we thought it was going to be madness and actually there's been no change and everything's totally fine. But it's like those people aren't out there telling other people like them that. So other people like them are only hearing from people that they don't relate to. I'm like, if you could hear from people you relate to that are also saying, no, this is good. This is cool. That would be good too, you know? And then I don't know how that ever changes an algorithm. That's on you, Tom. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not. There's like there's so many people that work at like a handful of companies that yeah. have figured out how to dial it down because they're worried that. Well, what if they're the DEA inculcates them for conspiracy? Okay, like, it's a federal law, and so like yeah. all of, to a certain extent, we've been discussing, and uh, even uh, you know, shout out to Tony Gallo. He kind of you know ran. Uh, Said in some states they they work, in other states you know templates don't work. And we had discussed yeah. earlier with Juliana that you're right, templates are they can save you time. They aren't going to get you over the finish line. Yeah, but um, you know it's. But then that's know. where Juliana's second business catches in, which is uh, uh, what's the second thing you do? Can strategy. Yeah, so they're they get the foot in the door, and then you're helping them with their actual business program because that's actually what your degrees in is the business part. It's of business. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So can strategy is we get people over the finish line for sure. But (laughs) (laughs) leaf sheets is really for people who really can't afford to pay us to do that. Or, you know, someone else. It's like if you have the I guess I believe in that people are relatively intelligent. And I also believe this stuff isn't as complex as it seems. If I can figure out a way that we can basically simplify it, explain it like, okay, here, if you have to do this on your own, I want to at least, you know, advantage you as far as possible through this product. So you have the best chance possible. Is it identical to paying, you know, Tom, me, anybody? No. No. Can advisors, the cool uh, six figures. No, of course not. No. uh, (laughs) That's the other thing. Well, when you're getting into this industry, like you can talk about budgets right yeah. off the bat because most people that are coming into it, uh, they aren't familiar with how much it costs. Not at all. And so like 90% of the time, you're going to be doing some education and you have to do it kind of nicely because like, you know, you don't want to yeah. be like, okay, well, you're about four or $500,000 short, but you know, <laughs> I know true. some guys, let's structure something and see if you can actually get this asset. You Figure clearly have to know somebody who's an entrepreneur, somebody who's a real estate guy. Come on. Yeah. Uh, and then you work Someone with Someone who's an architect. Team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Build it out. And like, there's a lot of entrepreneurs too that are uh, applying and have investors. So it's like so many investors will go get the license and I will give you this, all this money, but mm-hmm. I'm not paying all this money for you to get the license. And so they wind up in this like interesting spot. And that's right. kind of, you know, where I'm hoping with those people, leaf sheets can really help because then it's it's not like they have no money and won't have money and can never start the business. It's like, no, they have people who will give them money. They just they just have to get this part of it done. Well, you would know? you say leaf sheets is what you use for when you get started with a new co- uh, client? Like you're just your foundation of reference. Like, hey, like similarly, me- kind of the foundational information, and then yeah. it's altered per there exactly. But that part they have to do. And then the only other part you're missing that I, you know consultants and lawyers too have so much to do with is the just step by step advising. Like, what do I do? And this, this, oh, this happened. This happened. This happened. That's outside of the documents. It's just you know the environment yeah. of the of oh, the yeah. operation. But I mean, when uh, um you get started with a new client for your cannabis for your cannabis, yeah. uh, can uh, strategy. Uh, can strategy are you going no let me just go back to my little leafly sheet and okay there we go i'm good <laughs> to go. leaf sheets um not to actual leaf sheets okay but it's a similar it's similar okay yeah, yeah i'm just saying like it'd be a, i mean since you're yeah. actively doing it and that's your reference point might as well uh, oh a thousand just, percent yeah and the content in there is content that has one instinct. So it's not like I totally boiled down. So you're like way behind, you know, mm. I, it is like quality stuff that has been utilized. Mm-hmm. Right yeah. Well, <laughs> that's know? what I'm saying. Like you look like yeah. it. So that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so it works as long as you, <laughs> but there is the thing. It's like, yes, this is hard. Also, I do think if 
if you can kind of put in the brain work and you're given that correct information that you, there's a chance, you know, like there's guys I know who kind of had to go that route. Let's say Ohio where it's a lottery. So if you only have to get 85% of the way there, only achieve to this end. If people are trying to compete against us in Vegas in 2018, rough because it's a hundred percent merit, you know, Lost which me. is, yeah. Which and then everybody sued. Huge. And so like, it was, it was Illinois. Sued. Like, Illinois yeah. was watching Vegas and go, I like what you're doing. I'm yeah. going to copy it. Exactly. But I'm going to put social equity in to make it even more, you know, screwed to up. To really you know? mess like, it up. Really okay, mess it so. up. Yeah. And so what's cool with Leaf Sheets that makes me hopeful for it is that states are starting to be less limited because they, but I can be like, it seems like you each really want to get sued. You keep watching the last one that got sued for the, re- and I'm sure, you know, Ohio, they got sued. They learned, they took that part out. They were like, nope, yeah. screw that. Oh no, this, this most recent Ohio lottery, we had a client that was in it too. And then uh, to put that together was simpler than the previous Ohio stuff. But it was yeah. still, the, the trick in it was you had to be rich. And so like, if you weren't rich and a landowner, it became like, well, sorry, buddy. Oh yeah. Or just, I became, I think for two weeks, I felt like I was a real estate agent. I was on Crexy, like searching, searching townships, searching, you know, and I found all these properties. And all I thought was if someone had never done this and they had, they would never figure out how to do this. Like only because I've been in this, do I know what to do right now? But you would, how would you ever figure out how to do it? You know? Mm. Yeah. So I'm hoping. That was the secret in Ohio. Real oh. It may be the secret. It's it's a secret very often. And yeah. then uh, it, it's going to be interesting in Illinois. <sighs> Shit. Illinois may never work. I don't know what's going to happen there. But they're you know, <laughs> they're trying to do a fixed lottery next time. And as opposed to like, you know, rigged, I mean, like correct it. So it right. you can't rig it. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But oh it, it, yeah, exactly. It's, it's one of those, oh my gosh, moments where you just kind of throw up your hands and go, all right, well, I'm going to crowdsource this one. I advise. And so that's what you could do. You could. And if you were the rich person, like the Zeiss family from Dispensary 33, you would hang out. Oh, gosh, I forgot. Uh, rich people like them. Go on over to CannabisIndustryLawyer.com <laughs> and hire me. And then I will tell you exactly how I can get what you the maximum number of lotteries and, and victories. Uh, it just I, I keep I keep telling people how to like rig things and then they do it. And I'm like, oh. But Next time, I'm going to be like, I know how to do it. Call me. Yeah, <laughs> that's common sense, though. What you did with the the that, that that bullshit buy more tickets than anybody else. I mean, that's like lottery shit. Like, yeah, the more tickets, really Wonka tickets, I get, the better chances I got. But yeah, what you guys are offering though are actual like expertise. People who've been mm-hmm. in the business, like Tom. Like I said, he was using a pseudonym long ago, and then you, you know, got yeah. yourself in as a bud tender, which I think is great. So not bud tender. I'm sorry, but uh. Oh, I was, no, I was basically a bud tender. I was like front desk. Then I was security. I was running around. I was Mm. every position. (laughs) We were seeing five people a day. It was real, real crazy at the beginning. Five people. When we first opened, it was five people a day. We would be doing like lunches. Yeah. Medical. Okay. So Mm -hmm. again, if you're watching from Mississippi and you believe that you will have generational wealth within the next 12 to 24 months, please let's, let's talk about this one more time. (laughs) You were uh, working in a medical marijuana dispensary in Nevada. How many years ago? Las Vegas. In Las Uh, Vegas, Nevada. Five years Five years ago. Seven years ago when medical Mm -hmm. cannabis was new out there and there weren't very many operators. And how yeah. many clients did you have in a day? We had five. We were, we started with five a day. Okay, yeah. great. And so I just I just trying to remind people, and I'll, I'll just cut this and be like, no, I'm going to send that to all these people from Mississippi that keep calling. And then people keep promising them that they're going to be rich. And that's the consultant game to a certain people. extent. You know, we <laughs> oh. find out what you want. I'll be $65,000. And if you win, another dollars $50,000. And then uh, they get you to sign that. And then... You find out that not only have you won, but you've won this huge problem because now you have to build a million dollar dispensary and get that done. And then there's yeah. a lawsuit and then you're delayed from opening. And then you finally open and then no doctors have written the script number one. So you have five people who come in and you're like, <laughs> how much money have we spent? $1.8 million. How much money have we made? 
eight hundred dollars. Two hundred and eighty bucks. I got a ten dollar tip. Yeah. Damn. It's crazy. A lot of the people in Vegas that got in at the very beginning now, I'm the way they're basically gonna be making their money is I'm helping them find people to buy them out of the business. Oh, they're all like, get me out, get me out. Just break even. Over if you got the spreadsheets, you know, send them over here and then you know I'll run them up the flagpole and then uh we'll see but then that's that's really it i can't get into illinois cannabis and there's still yeah. no illinois cannabis that's really there but the way they've rigged or set this up i don't mean that they've tried to do this on purpose um it looks like there's going to be a lot of distressed assets and, and yeah. then it looks like the government's going to be a lot of distressed assets uh you know they're going to open the state up and then it might be more along the lines of an Oklahoma because the social equity aspect of it or like a New Mexico, mm -hmm. it, when you try to limit the license numbers like this, you screw with supply and demand and market economics. Yeah. Uh, and then you allow for these types of lawsuits. Yeah, it's it's just totally, there's so many other ways to increase barriers to entry other than actually limiting <laughs> the number of businesses. It's like right. what? That's crazy, man. Well, it's not American, it's not fair. Capitalism, all that crap. It's not equal. Yeah. yeah, you gotta let people compete. That's I find it so funny. Even I would be embarrassed. I say I had a billion dollars and I was a big MSO, right? I would be embarrassed to be lobbying to limit licenses. I think mm. that would seem like I don't know what I'm doing and I don't think I can compete in business. If you're if you're good at what you're doing, who cares how many that's the way business works, it's the way competition works. Your right? competitors die off, you know? Right. <laughs> right. If you're good at it, then just do it. Have you heard of this thing called America? Yeah, exactly. Where you're allowed to be free and go into business doing whatever you want. Even yeah. murder? Not that, not that. No. <laughs> but that's what Legion did. So, like, these guys yeah. was was a Seattle, it still is a Seattle brewery, but uh, Anzheimer's and Bush bought them. So, yeah. it's like. Up and out. Yeah. You're allowed to do cool things. And if other people are doing those things, too, you just compete. And, the, mm -hmm. and try and win. And that's the fun of business. That's and a lot of the fun of it. Yeah. And if you do it good <laughs> enough, you're, you're a winner. Like, that's how that works. Like, like how fun. Game well played, you know? And if you don't, don't do it fucking <laughs> again. Or be one of those dumbasses. Yeah, you like, learned try a million dollar lesson. <laughs> yeah. Good on you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. For sure. Million dollar lessons are learned in, in this industry Whew. all the time. Yeah. All the time, at least a million. Then you're on the light oh, side. Yeah. <laughs> it's the light side of last. I'm doing the average. I'm I'm throwing Oklahoma <laughs> in there, you know. And then like, yeah. yeah, you want to bootstrap an industry? You can go to certain areas in this United States and try to bootstrap into this industry. And God bless you if you want to try it, because yeah. most people who do that, they don't come out of it. Um, and no. but then, you know, most people also never raise nine million dollars. And right. it's it's an interesting industry where you kind of need that nine million dollars. You don't know what's <laughs> going to happen, you know. Um, yeah. But it's it's fun. I mean, I, I do enjoy the uh, intellectual aspect of it. And so, like, I yeah. my kind of thing is, I'll be the company's first employee, like your general counsel. I'll help you set up the company, put together yeah. the application, you know, show you what you need to do. It's real easy, and, yeah. and then they they kind of like that. But uh, then you get busy, and you're working. It's fun. Do you stick around like as general counsel over time? Uh, it depends. Like it depends on how much they, they need. And so if they grow, uh, they're going to need a lot of local counsel or a general counsel support. Mm -hmm. But then like it's startups. And so like right now in, in Illinois, no, I mean, like, what are they doing? They don't need a general counsel. Yeah. They, need a, they need a priest, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, but then in like a, a New Jersey, then it'd be like an evolution because then they get their conditional and now they need to get into the next thing and the next step or in New Mexico, same thing. Uh, they need to get, and then this, this issue comes up and then that issue comes up, yeah. um, you know, and then in Ohio, that lottery, you know, they still haven't made that official. That lottery. Yeah. Not, was, yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving. Months you know? ago. Yeah. Right. So they're still doing all the review and stuff. Right. And that's yeah. so over time. Yes. But then like the industry just takes so long to launch and sometimes it fails to launch. Yeah. Uh, and, and that, that's, that's an impediment, you know? Yeah. Well, thank goodness for all the super wealthy business people out there that we exist for them, you know, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the ones that just right. don't money. Anywhere. We're doing the good. 
Those people exist. There, there are family offices. True. Twenty-five it million is. dollar investment request minimum. Yeah. Well, and, again, and again, even if I had say ten friends and family that wanted like get together and give me. You know, you can start with friends and family in LLC and, and do that investment type group shit. Like, definitely, there's always opportunities out there. So, but like, Juliana, where, where can people find you and stuff? Like, what, what or what do you got going on? Anything else in the future coming up? Or I always have everything in the future coming up. Um, <laughs> I I'll, I'll be at G4 Live. I'll be speaking at G4 Live. Oh, right on. And no, that's a, that Oklahoma. Uh, it's in Vegas, okay. Mandalay Bay. And then they can find me on LinkedIn, Juliana Whitney. I love LinkedIn, big fan. And then on leafsheets.com and at canstrategy.com. Right on. Yeah, I got to get out of here. I got to go mow the lawn. So. Great. <laughs> hey, That's- me too. I was in the middle of mowing the lawn uh, before this podcast. You never know. It, it's just <laughs> high-level cannabis policy discussion and business between lawn mowing. Yeah. You guys are great. I went to brunch, so I'm living a little different life at the moment. No, you're perfect. Like, I, <laughs> oh before I have any more of these, I really should get it done. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the one thing about the Elysians. They don't mess around. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to thank everybody for tuning in, especially thank our members. You. If you guys become a member, we update our credits on a monthly basis. And thank you so much, Juliana, for hanging out with us. Yay. Thank you. This is so fun. You guys are awesome. See you guys. Take the likes. Wait. That's fun. That's good. It's a little fun, you know. I like when we get into the business to help educate. I told you we need porno music for that part. Okay, well, I will make sure that the rip plays next time. Thank you, Juliana. Bye, guys.